Welcome to the second episode of another Jabroni podcast with your host, Amit Jain, uh, hardcore Phoenix Suns fan, Arizona Suns fan. I'm sitting here watching the playoffs. Um, I'm watching the Utah Jazz and the Oklahoma City Thunder in game four, uh, where Utah seemingly has the game and, and it's in its palm right now. And I'm watching this. I'm going, when did Carmelo Anthony turn into Anton Walker? Like, this guy can't do anything productive. Um, just jack up ill-timed threes. Westbrook, he... The thing about Westbrook is, and the thing about the, the three stars on their team with George, these guys aren't clutch. Like, I'm looking at it, and I'm going, yeah, the Lakers can have Paul George, but that's not going to get them to a championship if he's if he's the probably the first, first or second best player on that team. But with Westbrook, it's like... His teammates, and I love the guy. I'm his biggest fan, and I'll always apologize for him. I love the th- the two seasons of triple doubles. He he went to high school down the street where I live here in in uh, in Hawthorne, California. Um, his teammates don't expect him to pass the ball. Sometimes it's I remember seeing this with Kobe a lot, where the ball just doesn't. It just it's it's coming at a time when they're not expecting it, and there's just turnovers. Um, you know, it, it's dribble, 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 drive, drive get tied up or, or comes really early when he has the ball and, and they're not expecting that at all. And, you know, watching the jazz, I mean, their team is flowing. The defense is strong. They're up and down. The, the, the thunder can't play that way. They got to play it bully ball inside, give it to, give it to Anthony and George inside um, and just and isolate and just kind of slow the game down. But I don't know, maybe they can pull it up, pull it down. Uh, excuse me, pull it out. They're up by 16, the Jazz are, with about two and a half minutes to go in the game. Oh, and then Donovan Mitchell just crossed somebody over with a jumper. So, yeah, I don't know if they're going to come back from that. Um, Donovan Mitchell is a revelation. This guy's good. Um, He does not look like a rookie. But at the same time, when we look at rookies nowadays, these guys aren't 21 years old or 22 years old. They're 19 or 18. So, you know, we'll see how he looks in two or three years, how much better he gets. This is what I say about Kuzma as well. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, this is what we're seeing right now around the rest of the playoffs. I think LeBron is single-handedly going to carry, oh, there goes an angles three. So now they're down by 21. Um, LeBron is going to carry his team to the Eastern conference finals. I think, um, from what I've seen, I mean, he's just that good. He's tired. He's going to need some help from some of his role players. Hopefully George Hill will come back and he can help out. Even though that dude may be washed, who knows? Um, we'll see if he can if he can get it in for a couple games, but I mean, if they play Toronto, Toronto is two and two with the Wizards right now. That's not saying a lot about the number one seed. So things may be coming off the rails for them. And then if you look around, I mean, they're going to play Philly, or they're going to play the Celtics most likely. And I think that I would pick Philly in that matchup, and I would pick um, Philly against. Uh, against the Celtics and then against LeBron in the Eastern Conference Finals, I gotta go with LeBron. I mean, I don't think Philly's been there, but maybe they can do it. Uh, who knows? Um, we'll see. I mean, in in the West, I think Houston. You know, they pulled it out today. They're gonna clinch. Um, the Warriors are most likely gonna clinch. It sounds like Steph Curry's gonna miss the first round or the second round um, at a minimum. So I thought maybe this, maybe them losing a couple games against the Spurs would actually help them because it would give time for Curry to come back for the second round if they end up playing, uh, who is it that they would play? One, two, they would play 
the winner. Uh, they play um, the Thunder. So I'm sitting here off the top of my head with no notes. So they play the, uh, not the Thunder, what am I saying? The Pelicans. And the Pelicans, Anthony Davis, it looks like they found the chemistry that works for him is one guy that can score off the dribble, a bunch of guys that can play D, uh, uh, 3 and D, and um, and that works. I think they should trade Boogie Cousins, get some really good players for the bench, maybe another star. I'm looking at you know some of the teams around the league that could use a guy like Boogie Cousins. That, uh, pretty much everybody could use him, but... It's out there. So, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Um, those are my thoughts rambling off the top of my head. Sorry for the stutters. Sorry for the pauses and the and the, the miss uh, the miss the typos, if you want to call it that, on a podcast, the things that I messed up. But uh, I'm signing off. Um, I'll, I'll do an, another pod, hopefully an organized, structured pod soon. But in the meantime, I'm going to go with these short little you know, uh, snippets of, of things coming off when I see them. Uh, that's it. Hello, welcome to another episode of another Jabroni podcast. I'm the host, Amit. Uh, I wanted to talk about the NBA a quick second. Um, I had a chance to to do a cast tonight. And, um, you know, I I like the idea of just doing this off the top of my head after watching some games. It's been a week worth, worth of basketball. And I'm watching LeBron, and it's like anytime this guy's playing in a game, I gotta stop what I'm doing if I can and try and watch a little bit because the guy is just epic. Um, he's putting up an epic performance over the last however many games this postseason. I can't remember a player player playing this well. He's he's putting everything out there, and you could see it because on the offensive end he has to make it work. On the defensive end, I've seen him standing around. Even on offense, if somebody else has got the ball and they can actually do something with it, he just doesn't even move. Um, it looks like me when I'm playing like pickup. Um, I'm just out there at the three-point line, just, all right, if it comes this way. And he's just kind of out there like that sometimes. And, you know, it's interesting. Um, Jordan, like, he's always – I mean, there's no way that LeBron is ever going to be at that level of, of clutch that Jordan was just because even if he does it over the next five years in in volume, it still wouldn't equal to the quality that Jordan did in when he did it in a very, like, compressed – couple of different segments of his career um it's just like the guy just and and the overall like efficiency like it wouldn't even get lebron to like 50 50 like jordan's you know whatever his efficiency is and being clutch is like up there right like 80 90 percent you know barring some of those shits shots he missed um regular season or the ones he you know all those ones that they say that he missed but all the ones that he made um and all the other plays that he made defensively you know um and then passing the ball to teammates and all that. So, um, you know, it's it, LeBron's doing something really special, and I think everybody's going to regret—not regret, but they're going to be—they're going to think about it and just wonder, man, we really should have appreciated LeBron when he was playing in the league. Because um, I don't know if we're going to see a guy like that put up that longevity with that type of brand, with that sort of business mindset, with that physical ability on top of all his other skills to be a one man wrecking crew and do it consistently for so many years, regardless on if he won or not, but he was always putting his team in a position to, to come as, as close as they could. It always rested on him. And so it's, it's different. Um, 
Well, maybe I'm just, um, it's recency bias and I'm just too close to this, this current postseason to, to think about. I have to go back and look at some of the highlights from other ones. Um, other things going around, um, you know, Terry Rozier, Scary Terry, uh, and Marcus Smart, those guys are going to get paid. Um, I don't know if the Celtics will do it, but somebody will. They might just because if they have them on the books at reasonable contracts, it's still trade bait. If they try to go after a Kawhi Leonard or, um, you know, Anthony Davis or something like that. So, uh, but somebody's going to, I mean, somebody's going to either overpay for Marcus smart, which hopefully the Suns won't do and, or, or maybe they can do and still get him, but at a reasonable rate, reasonable being like, you know, 10 to 15 million a year on or maybe like a shorter, like three year deal or four year deal, or he's going to play, uh, he's going to sign a restricted deal with um, with Boston for like a uh, you know probably eight to ten million dollars a year. I, I can see like a team like the Magic or somebody stupid that's just going to overpay him and give him like not a max deal but a you know like an eighty million dollar deal or something that Bledsoe got like a five year seventy million dollar deal, which like looked good three years ago. Now it looks just it just looks like. The, the way the economics are going, it's kind of correct. The market's correcting itself. So I can't see that happening, but there are stupid teams out there. Stupid GMs. Um, also, I had this trade idea, and I haven't run it through the trade machine. I got to run it through there. I'm sure I could make it work, but I don't know how many guys Toronto has on, um, on, on rookie deals. Essentially, my thought was, I mean, Lebronto is taking over the six. Drake is losing it. He's spiraling. The team is like, I mean, they lost their composure in the third quarter of the game one. I can't see them even winning a game in this series. They're missing a superstar. Toronto's awesome. As a fan fan city, as just a city, like I, I prefer it over New York. Um, I was there in 2016 when the Blue Jays were in the playoffs, um, in the Major League playoffs, and um, the city, like their stadium's downtown. I was staying across the street from it, and the, the city was just electric. Like people loved it. People were coming out for baseball. The weather was still decent for Toronto standards. Um, it's so multicultural and, and diverse and such a cool city that um, it might make sense if LeBron wanted to go there. And what I'm thinking is they could put together a trade, um, a sign in trade for LeBron to go there while Cleveland could get some assets. Um, and I think the, they could do it is because Toronto has the depth. They're missing that guy, a franchise player that can actually win. And those other guys on the team could benefit from playing next to LeBron. Kyle Lowry's obviously that guy is up and down, hit or miss, clutch, not clutch. He needs to play with LeBron and just spot up and shoot it when it comes to him. And he could do, you know, the one on one and the, and the uh, making the team better when LeBron's off the court. Le- DeRozan's a beast. He goes to the hole so hard, um, almost as hard as Westbrook. And now he has a three-point shot. I mean, he's just a prolific scorer that doesn't have the tools to be, you know, that that clutch time performer, uh, carry a team like that. At least in my that's my per- perception of it. Um, and they got a lot of young bigs that Cleveland could use. I'm sure they have some assets, picks, and whatnot that could get LeBron there. They would be the favorite, in my opinion, depending on who they kept. If they kept maybe a couple of those bigs, um, and they have like so many international guys, I can't even pronounce half the team's names or even know their names. Um, 
But I think that's an option. But I mean, if that doesn't happen, the more I think about it, the more I think Philly makes a lot of sense. Um, obviously, those are the ones people are talking about: the Lakers, um, Philadelphia. Uh, uh, what were the other two teams that he was possibly going to? Maybe the Spurs and Houston. Um, the one that just makes the most sense to me is the Sixers. I think most people would say that because they have in the best position to win on the. He has two stars that are coming into their primes that he can um, support rather than be the driving force towards the end of his career. And um, he stays in the East and he doesn't have to play the Warriors. And with those three guys, I think depending on the team around them, it sounds like good in theory unless you don't have unless you don't have the guys that can defend um, the Warriors. But um, if if they're able to keep some of those guys, if they sign LeBron before they sign Redick. Um, Ilyasova or um, what's the other guy that they brought over? The other European dude. They um, they have a really good chance to um, sign those guys, bring them back on minimum deals for the chance to compete with LeBron and go to a championship. I know it kind of hijacks the, the process, trust the process, but um, you can get back to the process once LeBron's done in a couple of years. He'll win a few rings, and it's it's going to be Ben Simmons and Okafor if the guy stays healthy. Okafor, not Okafor. Um, dude, it's late. It's Friday. I had a long week at work. I can't remember his name. Joel Embiid. Sorry. Um, anyways, I I think I'm I'm flaming out. So I'm gonna end, end my take there. Um, hopefully, I'll come back with some more playoff. Uh, reactions uh, over the next week. Um, if you actually listen to this, thanks. Uh, I'm sponsored by nobody, but we'll see if that changes. I'll talk to you later.